Good morning, fiddle and pipe peeps. This is our morning announcements. And uh, what do we have to announce today, Brittany? Just another quick disclaimer that this episode is another in-person episode, so the audio quality might be a little bit more echoey. But otherwise, it's the same quality content that y'all have come to know and love. With that, if you want to listen to more episodes that are in person and not in person, then check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fiddleandpipe, where you will receive bonus content and our extra podcast, Fiddle and Pipe Happy Hour. Yeah, so grab a brew or a cocktail. Check it out. Some good stuff up there. And that's only $5 a month, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't say the price. Yeah, it's $5 a month. That's a hell of a deal, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. If you can't support us financially right now, or if you don't want to, honestly can't blame you, you can also become more involved with our podcast by joining our Facebook group, Fiddle and Pipe Forum. And we will be posting extra content on there, as well as our Instagram page, at Fiddle and Pipe. Yeah, and if you have any Twilight memes, just send them on in. We can use plenty of them because they are entertaining so we love Please the join. memes send yes. us the memes <laughs> and if you love us extra extra much then you should definitely rate and review us on apple Podcasts because we know that some of y'all are listening on apple podcast the data does not lie on anchor okay Mm-mm. so we know you're listening so go rate us right now and write a review it could be as simple as I listened to this podcast while I was drinking coffee, and it was great. Smiley face. It was just as tasty as my coffee. Yeah. See? It's not that hard. So you can definitely write a simple sentence. We're not going to grade you. You're not being graded on this. We will grade you if you don't rate us or review us. So just keep that in mind, people. And if you want to follow us individually, I am at BM Ross Music. And I'm at Cat Flinch Flute. Yeah, and if you love us even more, maybe sit a friend down, show them our podcast. The best way that we'll grow is via word of mouth. And if you're in the Denver area, because I do know that some of y'all are listening in Colorado, you should definitely check out Nebula Ensemble's performance at 7.30 p.m. We'll be at Hamilton Hall at the University of Denver. It's called Revoice, so we're basically kind of spicing up a little bit of some previous works written by people you know like uh schumann and Berio. you definitely want to take a listen to that y'all all right yeah i have nothing right. else to say <laughs> all right so here's the episode <laughs> Hi, I'm Brittany Ross, and I play the fiddle. I'm Catherine Blencham, and I play the pipe. And together, we are Fiddle and Pipe. Two classical musicians who are reading and discussing topics beyond the staff. So grab a book, take a seat, and tune in. I have my spark now. Are you ready? (laughs) Are we going to just do a cold reading? No, we're just gonna talk about it. It's another cloudy day. <laughs> and that is the narrating styles of a man. Cut, cut. Oh. <laughs> from the top, from the top. From the top. Welcome to another weekly episode of Fiddle and Pipe. This is Brittany, Catherine, and Catherine, would you like to introduce our da- guest? Yes. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it, Valkyrie! She's like drop. <laughs> It's an antler. Oh, gosh. All right, take three from the top. (laughs) So, today, we have a guest. She is the one, the only, Amanda Sutherland. Hello. You got her last name right. I know, I got it right this time. Finally. How many years have we known each other? Mm, We met in 2003, 2003, 2004. Oh, my God. Because I was in seventh grade. You know we were like, in seventh grade. We were babies. Yeah. Yeah, we were like baby babies. Oh my god, I was like ten. Yeah. I was in <clears> fifth grade. That's almost twenty years. Almost. Are you younger than Catherine? She's like a year younger than us. Yeah. Oh. I'm a baby. So she was twenty eleven. We were twenty ten. Wah. Okay. Change my diaper. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Change my diaper. Wah. <laughs> Did you poop uh, your pants again? Yes. <laughs> 2004. I mean, we met in 2004. Oh my god. Because that's when I started going to Timothy. Oh. Uh, 
We've had a middle school relationship. Very much. I know. Middle school, man. Speaking I mean. of middle school, <laughs> let's talk about Twilight, which I think came out when we were all in middle school. I mean, it came out in 2004. Yeah, so it did. It did. Yeah. So wow. today we're discussing chapters 15 through 18, which I took a lot of notes on, and I feel like every episode I am surprised that I take so many notes. I mean, I take a lot of notes too. Do you want to hear the spark notes? <laughs> I always want to hear your spark notes. You want to hear the spark notes, Amanda? I took mental notes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Chapter 15. The Collins. Ooh. Woo. Bella wakes up and is surprised, in quotations, that Edward is sitting there in the corner still. He never sleeps. I just find that weird. Anyway, because actually one time I woke up and Woody was staring at me because he woke up before me and I literally smacked him in the face. Is he a vampire? Probably. Probably. Hmm. I mean, he sleeps half the day sometimes. I think we need to investigate this. I mean, this is what happens when you're a bartender. (laughs) Tune in next week on Fiddle and Pipe the Sea. Is Woody a vampire? (laughs) Is he a vampire? Is that why Catherine's upset the Twilight? (gasps) I don't know. I really like this book a lot more. Vampire boyfriend. I mean, he is white. Does he sparkle? Actually, he hates glitter, and I threw some glitter. (laughs) When I did that reel on Instagram, I threw glitter onto a poster board and I tried to throw it away and then a little bit got on the floor and it got tracked over and then he was like, this is why we're not allowed to have nice things and this is why you're not allowed to have glitter. Oh no. I'm still finding glitter in the house. Yeah. Yeah, glitter never goes away. It never goes away. Yeah. Never goes away. She hops on his lap like a giddy school girl too. That's weird. They spend a good part of the morning- But it's not sexual. Not sexual. It's like- How sexual is it gonna be? Stephanie Meyer was Mormon. Well, we've been talking about this. This is like the pre-version of Fifty Shades of Grey. But yeah, Fifty Shades was a fanfic. Yeah. Yeah. But this is like pre-Fifty Shades of Grey. So this is like teenage love. She's saying it's like the PG-13 version of Fifty Shades. Because they're like touching each other for like an entire chapter. And then later on we get to hear details about their kisses. It's very strange. It's like kissing marble. I think it's what she said That's so hot. <laughs> Tell me more. God. I've never like gone to Home Depot and like hugged marble and like, this is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> to make out marble. I love this countertop. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. All right. So they spend a good part of the morning holding each other and saying I love yous after reach the pinnacle 96 hour mark in their relationship. Do you not remember the 96 hour of your relationship? <laughs> I don't even know what we did. I don't even know if I saw Woody in the 96 hour of our relationship. I was probably at school. What day is that? I don't like know. Like four or five? It's 24 hours in a day. 72 is three. So What's I think four? four, the fourth so, day. So it's like probably when you're sleeping on your third day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. He was just sparkling in the corner of your room, just, just like, waiting for you to get up. <laughs> yeah, because he's a vampire. <laughs> so, Edward Creeperton is watching Bella eat her golden grams and casually ask, would you want to meet my family today? <laughs> They're moving on to the relationship really fast. It's like 90 Day Fiance all over again. Anyway, Bella asks, but what does your family know what I know? He basically says that they know that she knows that they're vampires. They know that you know, that they know, that he knows, that you know, that I know, that you know, that we all know that they're vampires. I'm on vacation mode, so I just, like, yeah. got totally lost. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, but you're also missing the fact that Edward suggests that he's introduced to Charlie as her boyfriend. Oh, And Bella's yeah. like, excuse me, what? I get why she's trying to hide that. Because he's a vampire? Yeah. When I was talking to people, I would tell parents, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to see this person. This is my boyfriend. I didn't want my parents to know anything. No. Yeah, I think when I introduced guys to my family, it was more than after we've been together for 96 hours. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Probably. Most likely. Yeah. Probably, yeah. It was like, you know, maybe a couple weeks into the relationship, and I'm like, okay, I guess this is maybe staying somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't go off and be like, oh, let's go to Vegas. I mean, that's what Bella wants to do. She also seemed pretty hurt because she thought that they were something more than boyfriend and girlfriend. And I'm going to quote the great Beyonce when I say, if you liked it, then you should have put a ring on it. Are we not doing that bit anymore? Uh, uh, uh. If you liked it, then 
so yeah. Running on I just like how he says, or she's like, I need another human minute. Like, I've just been looking at this. Like, can uh, you imagine going to your boyfriend, I need another human minute? Say that <laughs> That's how I'm going to tell David I need to I take need a shit. I need another human minute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Edward. How does she say it? I don't know if she even says it in the movie, so I can't picture it in my head. So some of the things that say in the book, they definitely don't say in the movie. This annoys me, too, that he does this a lot throughout the book. Specifically, in this chapter, he's like, I love you. And he's like, you are my life now. He does that. He doesn't right. answer her back. No, I love you too. I hate to like backtrack, but it's just like that annoys me. I was reading the entire book. She'll be like, I love you. And he'll be like, you are my life. Or you are my everything. Not like, I love you too, babe. You are my everything. Like, it's it's like, he looked at me and I was just like, I love you. And he was like, you are my life. I'd be like, okay, suck me. Can you just tell me? <laughs> like, what the heck? That's great, but not what I was looking for. Also, I don't like how he carries her around everywhere mm -hmm. like down the stairs like she can't they go all do. down the stairs down. yeah they like all carry her at some point isn't the whole thing that she's just too slow and they move in super speed yeah, they're like not fam don't have time for that so bella gets dressed in a khaki skirt and navy blouse it's a pretty vanilla outfit but then you have this whole scene where Edward's like, I've seen the picture. I know what you're laughing at. Wait, what are you saying? All dressed up in her blue blouse and her like knee length. No, ankle length. I need like to skirt. watch the movie. I haven't seen the movie. No, in but so that's what long. she's wearing. <laughs> Edward has this whole scene where he's like, that's super indecent and tempting. It's very hinting at sexual material, but oh, yeah. this is not explicit. I ended up in my only skirt, long khaki colored, still casual. <laughs> Still yeah. casual, guys. Yeah, and that's just what gets Edward going, I guess. Yeah, he's like, you were utterly indecent. No one should look so tempting. It's not fair. <laughs> She's like, tempting how? I can change. He's like, that khaki skirt is just... <laughs> so, like, also, she's like comparing him to Adonis, the statue of Adonis. Yes. And we were talking about all throughout that. the book. All throughout the book. Isn't this where it starts? Probably. I think it starts. So he kisses her, and Bella straight up almost passes out. I know. Like I don't think I'm being kissed right. You made me faint. I've never almost but passed out is. after kissing anyone. Yeah. That's what she says. And he's like, "What am I gonna do with you?" <laughs> Yesterday, I kiss you and you attack me. Today, you pass out on me. We were talking about this yesterday, Brittany. We've been talking about this for the past like 48 hours. How Edward basically is a vampire and vampires are known to seduce people and this is part of it. She kissed him and she's under his spell. Yeah. That's what it is, that's what it is. What really got me is when Bella says that he's quote, too good. Far, far too good. Mm -hmm. At kissing. At kissing. At kissing. Well, he's a hundred years old. But he feels like Marvel. But I feel he's like really good at kissing. I don't know. The thing that oh. got me is I thought this was like pillow talk. Kind of. Kind of. Like, oh yeah, babe, you were so good. But they just kissed. It's not like they were like all together. That's also another note I did. They're literally just pecking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, there's not even like tongue involved. They're just like. There's nothing involved. Oh, it's just like, just like, <laughs> oh, I passed out. Bella is worried that Edward's family won't approve of her. They get to the house. There's this whole long thing where they're driving to the house. Yada, yada, yada. Car, car. Carizzle. Carizzle. Carlisle and Esme. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, could she? <laughs> I really struggle pronouncing his name. <laughs> Earlier, she was like, how do you pronounce his name? And I was like, Carlisle. <laughs> Carlisle? Carlisle? I love that. It doesn't look Car like Carlisle. Carlisle. I can Car see how it would be difficult to pronounce. Carlisle. Really Silent letters mess up people all the time. Yeah. yeah. When I first read the book, I remember I didn't really know what his name sounded like until the movie came out and they said his name and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I'm just over here like picturing wrong pronunciations for all of them now. So this is like, Ease me. <laughs> Carlizzle. <laughs> Edward. 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 Ah, Edward, my favorite character. So Carlisle and Esme seem friendly. They smile, don't really approach her, just scare her. They seem polite. Alice is like a freaking ball of energy, runs down the stairs and kisses Bella's cheek. Yeah. Jasper keeps his distance. Yeah, Jasper's the one staying in the corner. She's like, Pfft. I can't, like, he always looks like he's in pain. 
if you watch it in the movie, he's, he's like, supposed to be suffering though because yeah. he's trying to contain himself. Yeah, that's like, like his MO, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. There is a paragraph about Bella playing piano that I wanted to read. <gasps> oh no. Here we go. Here's the music portion of it. Yeah. She sees a piano out of the corner of her eye. And she says, I suddenly remembered my childhood fantasy that should I ever win the lottery, I would buy a grand piano for my mother. She wasn't really good. She only played for herself on her secondhand upright, but I loved to watch her play. She was happy, absorbed. She seemed like a new mysterious being to me then. Someone outside the quote mom persona I took for granted. She put me through lessons, of course, but like most kids, I whined until she let me quit. The story of my life. Yeah, that's like all my students. I know. I'm like, why are you not practicing? I feel that. I feel that, Bella. I mean, I was that kid too. And I threw my flute down the stairs. And it still lives. It still lives. It's still alive. It's in my little music chest in my flute loft and it still plays. So apparently Edward plays piano well and he also composes. Because he's so renaissance of a man. Yeah, he wrote the piece. I think it was for Bella. No, it was Esme's favorite piece. That's what he said. He said, you inspired this one to Bella as he's playing. And she's like, this is the lullaby that he sang to me last and Bella, night. And Bella okay. definitely had the whole wipe a single tear out of her eye thing at the end of it. She's like, that was beautiful. It's not romantic to me. I just don't understand. After the lullaby, all the vampires scatter just to politely leave them with some space and edward tells bella that they like her oh well mm-hmm. also there's an absence of emmett and rosalie yeah because rosalie didn't want anything to do with her Mm-mm. at this point she's like bye bitch yeah because she's jealous of bella being human and emmett's trying to reason with her as it's kind of understandable yeah 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 i mean if i was dead i would not want to be dead also edward mentions too that he's like in his own personal hell because mm-hmm. he is a vampire, and this is before he and Bella started touching each other. Yeah, they're um, all like, being a vampire is not that great, and mm-hmm. Bella's like, but mm-hmm. I want this. Yeah. To be honest, I don't. No, I'd be like, oh, I'm okay dying at 90. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just set an age. And... I would like all of their superpowers, <laughs> I guess, that they have, and then just not live forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just want to be like, like yeah. sparkly and like, pretty and strong. <laughs> Reminds. <laughs> Cool. Super speed, like super, super speed, strength. And then I just want to like die. <laughs> <laughs> like a superhero. Can I be like half vampire? <laughs> Esme is just happy that Edward is happy. And I was like, she's a true mom. That's like such a mom well, thing, I feel like. Her... She's supposed to be like the maternal figure. Yeah. And she has the, what was it? Was it compassion or she was loving passionately? Was that was her like Compassion strength? was her thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So it mm-hmm. seems like she is a loving person mm-hmm. in general and that's her strength. Right. Um, Alice senses other vampires are coming soon. So <gasps> Edward says that he won't let Bella out of his sight until they're gone. Ooh. But are we foreshadowing something? I was like, won't that draw more <laughs> attention to her? If Edward is bodyguarding her? You mean Bella? To Bella, because Alice senses that vampires are coming. Well, And Edward says that he won't let Bella out of his sight until they're gone. I mean, yeah, if he makes it obvious that he's protecting her and stuff from other vampires, like, you're basically blowing your cover, dude. You're not really good at this. Well, he doesn't end up doing that the whole time anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... He has this whole blurb on 328 about self-preservation that I would like to read. Self-preservation? Now that we're sharing one book. He says... Yes, I am pretty. Thank you. Hi, Valky. He says, finally, a rational response, he murmured. I was beginning to think you had no sense of self-preservation at all. Well, I mean, obviously she doesn't. She's dating a vampire. She's hanging so out basically. with a vampire. Yeah. And coming to a house full of vampires. Yeah. I'm like, girl, what are you doing? I feel like this whole book, I've been like, where's your sense of self-preservation? So when I read that, I was like, lol. But she still has no sense of self-preservation. No. She no. just throws all caution to the wind, but I think that's why he likes her. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's yeah. intriguing that she's just like willing to just <sighs> do whatever. Basically. I mean, she's so he's like, you need to like protect yourself, but also like, you're so extraordinary. Like, that's like the thing that he keeps flipping between, like, especially in these chapters too, where he's just like, oh yeah, you know, you don't have no sense of protecting yourself, but also like, oh, you're, you're just ridiculous. But he's like saying it in like an admiring way. Later, Bella sees like a 300 year old cross just hanging in the house. Yeah. I'm like, damn. 
kind of furniture they have. Yeah, so Edward says that it's a large wooden cross that... Oh, my God, his name. Carlisle? Carlisle. <laughs> Every time I see it written out, I forget how to say it. <laughs> his dad made, and he's like, oh, I estimated it to be the 1630s. And he says that they just celebrated his 300 and something birthday. 362nd. And I did the math, and this was published in 2018. So that would, or sorry, 2018, 20, 2004. 2004. <laughs> so that would put him at 1643. Well, I put 1644, so maybe I was just off math. Wow. Oh, so we both did the math. I know. I was like, what's the math? How long has he been around? So he's been like around like during like witch trials and... Edward says that dates weren't kept as well for common folk back then. Apparently, David says this is true. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't really know when he was born. And then they mentioned that his father was an Anglican priest and hunted people like witches. Pastor. A priest? Well, they said priest. Mm-mm, they said pastor. Priests are only Catholic. I think it was priest. It was pastor. I'm pretty sure it was priest. It was pastor. Mm, the book's right there. Fact check us, Amanda. I have to look. <laughs> <laughs> I still in chapter 15. You went to 16. <sighs> this is the end of 15. He was the son of an Anglican pastor. Yeah, priest or just Catholic? His oh, mama what? died giving Holy. birth to him. His father was an intolerant man. And he hunted for people like witches. And As werewolves pro- and vampires. Protestants came into power. He was enthusiastic in his persecution of Roman Catholics and other religions. Mm-hmm. He also believed very strongly in the reality of evil. So yeah. when he got old, he placed Carlisle in charge of the raids, and Carlisle discovered a coven of vampires living in the sewers in London. So he was like, let's attack them! And... The rest is history. It yeah. obviously was not a good idea. One of the vampires came out and was starving and attacked Carlisle, and Carlisle was able to not die, but crawl away to some alley he in a cellar buried himself in rotting potatoes for three days Girl. yeah basically until he died and turned not the way that i would want to go <laughs> yeah i don't think i would choose to be in rotting potatoes for three days i mean no. turning into a vampire but you know i mean yeah, no. Get those <laughs> i'm doing <like, laughs> <laughs> you know my one biggest criticism is why is carlisle's story more in depth than edward's that's Considering weird, that isn't it? Well, Edward, Edward is like the main character, or one of the main. Why characters. do they give him so much backstory? Yeah, and like Esme yeah. is like a little bit. Rosalie is like a snippet. Yeah, well, like Edward, you would think he'd have the most. Well, yeah. Edward mentions though, because we're coming from Edward's point of view. So Edward says that he doesn't remember much of his past, but that doesn't mean that maybe other people didn't remember either. So Carlisle, because. Basically, he goes on, and this is in chapter 16, is he says, you know the story just as much as I do. This is my prediction. I could be wrong. But I think Carlisle remembers a little bit more of his past than probably anybody else. Since Edward is the first person that he turned, he probably explained the story to him and whatnot to Edward. So that's my prediction on it. That's true. So chapter 16, Carlisle... Is basically just his whole life story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, he tried to drown himself because he noticed that he was thirsty for. Yeah, he tries to kill himself after he turns because he didn't want to be a vampire. Shocker. Didn't want to suck people's blood. Didn't want to suck the blood out of venison. Mm. Deer. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so I he, don't eat deer. He was unsuccessful, but he did end up hunting deer instead of people. He was like, I guess this is something I can live with. Yeah. And then he casually swims from London to France As without you do. breathing. As you do. As yeah. you do. Yeah, we learn now that vampires don't need to breathe. Mm-mm. Nope. Because yeah. they just do it out of habit. They, yeah, they do just have to like force yourself to breathe. How annoying would that be if you just be like... <gasps> <laughs> Got to breathe, Edward. <laughs> Look more normal. That's terrifying, though. Watching somebody not breathe and just staring out, like, and this is like. You don't have to blink fuck. either. I can't. Just, like, I'd be so cut off by that. <laughs> I just, I don't know if I can. I mean, they're technically it. dead, so. I, That's yes, true. They are. So Carlisle basically studied a lot because he didn't need to sleep and he wasn't going to die and decided to become a doctor. Yeah, because he became immune to the human scent after two centuries. Yeah, it took him that long to get immune to, like, 
human blood. That is insane. Just, that's a long time. You know, that's some power right there. I wonder why he chose to become a doctor. Like, I know he wanted to help people, but... Why a doctor? Well, yeah, why one, a doctor? Again, one of his strengths was being passionate, mm-hmm. I guess. So maybe that passionate part of him is like, I don't want to kill somebody. Well, that's why he didn't hunt people. That's why he wanted to kill himself. So he was like, you know, I can use my immortality to help others yeah. instead of hurting people. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And he feels at peace when he's at the hospital as well. So Apparently he's really good at what he does too. He's helping people. He's yeah. not hurting. He's been a doctor for like 400 years. So. I think that's pretty cool. Go Carlo. As far as like vampire careers go. Yeah, we don't know a lot about vampire careers. What? What vampire what? studies. Because everybody else is at school for the 58th time, and then Esme is just at home. Probably just sitting and staring into the darkness. I don't and know. And I bet he went to medical school when it was still, like, relatively uncomplicated. It's not working? You just cut it off. Just yeah. cut it off. Here, have some drugs about it. <laughs> Here's some formaldehyde. Anyway. Have you tried tobacco? Oh, you're in pain? Here's some cocaine. Here's some leeches. So they're going to suck your blood opioids before they were like, a huge issue yeah you know putting coke and cocaine yeah. mm, other way around putting cocaine and coke yes <laughs> old medicine is fun it is i'm glad i'm alive now <laughs> yeah thank I'm god not living back then yeah, yeah no. no so he met some fancy vampires in italy but they wanted him to drink from people and carlisle was not about that life so he was like deuces i'm moving to the new world yeah, and he also said that he had no luck of finding, like, a companion either, because mm-hmm. that's what he wanted to do, like, when he went to the U.S., and unfortunately, he couldn't find one, so he was like, well, maybe I need to make one. I didn't realize this was foreshadowing, too, for the other books, with Era, Marcus, and Caius. Like, right? I completely forgot about that. Every the time Italian vampires are the... In New Moon? Yeah. I like New Moon, because one, Jacob Black. I just, I love Taylor Rotter's face. He has a pretty face. Hi, Valky. But also, like, the idea of a guy turning into a wolf is so much better than a guy turning into a vampire. Yeah, I was a little disappointed that they didn't talk more about the fancy Italian vampires. It just said there were knight patrons of the arts. And I'm like, that kind of makes them sound like geishas, but Mm. I know that's not what they're implying. No. I know it's literally patrons of the arts. Yeah, they made them seem pretty cool, and then you find out in the later books that they're They're not not that cool. He moves to the quote-unquote new world. There are less vampires... Mm -hmm. I guess, just because less people there. So he could act more like a regular person and not come under scrutiny or anything. And then he meets Edward. Yeah. (laughs) This is when he met Edward, who was dying of the 1918 flu. Had no parents, no siblings that we know of. Nope. And he was like, well, guess now's a good time to try. Yeah, right? And then 10 years after Edward became a vampire, he actually rebelled, left Carlisle, and a life of abstinence, and kind of just did his own thing, mm-hmm. really. And until finally he realized, he was like, well, maybe I should do something, like, I guess kill people for good instead of just because I'm thirsty. Yeah, like, maybe I should kill a rapist instead of... Wouldn't that be, like, nice, you know, in today's society? I don't know. No, she's just bored. <laughs> Wait, wait. You're so cute. Pretty girl. What? You have have a voice. Do you want a snack? One thing that I thought was super weird is after Edward is done telling his life story, they go into Edward's room and they look at his CD collection and he's like, oh, I organize them by year and then personal preference. I'm like, what kind of sociopath are you to organize CDs like that? How do you find anything? <laughs> also, he doesn't have a bed. He just has a sofa. Oh, he doesn't sleep. He doesn't sleep. I like sleeping. This is why I wouldn't want to be a vampire. I just want to sleep. I feel like it'd be nice to have a bed to just lay in, even if you're not sleeping. Yeah. You, know? you could just close your eyes. He could meditate. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Get high, listen to some music, meditate, have a good time, lay in your bed, you know. I wonder if drugs affect them the same way. Can they do drugs? Mm. I don't know. I never thought about that, but you said that and I was like, that? would it even matter if he did? I wonder. So at the end of the chapter, Emmett and Alice asked him to play baseball with them. The oh. The All-American Vampire Pastime. Yeah. So 
And then other thing too is then when they walked in, they were like, it sounded like you were having Bella for lunch and we came mm. to see you, if, see if you wanted to share. Ha ha, ha 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 ha, Stephanie. Snack. Jokes. She's looking like a little snack. <laughs> chapter 17. What's the name of chapter The game. Seven? The game. So they basically go back to Bella's house so she can not play baseball in a skirt and whatever navy blue blouse shirt yeah in her long khaki skirt in don't forget the most skirt. sexual <laughs> outfit out <Awesome>. there <laughs> yum <laughs> yum take me out tonight <laughs> and they are greeted by jacob yum and billy black da, da, da. <laughs> what about billy there's no love for her jeez i don't like him <laughs> I don't know. He's just very serious. I'm just kidding. So they bring fresh fish. Oh my gosh. They fish bring. Fry? Yeah. <laughs> As in, <laughs> I'm really struggling. We, we struggle with words all the time. Carlos will bring the fish fry. <laughs> For Edward. For Edward. Wow. And see, this is why whenever people record with us, they're like, wow, your editing is really good. Really? Like, mine's so funny. Did you edit out all the fun parts? Well, no, I kept the Mean Girls stuff on Patreon because people need to subscribe to our yes. Patreon. Because we have a happy hour podcast, people. Go and subscribe, okay? Like, drink a bubbly. Bubbly? A cherry bubbly. Aha. 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 Yeah. And, you know, listen to happy hour. Have a good time. Okay? <laughs> Sponsorship. <laughs> You're only paying $5 a month. Billy is bringing fish fry. Now that I've had time to that, think about how to pronounce it. Honestly, that sounds really good. I love fish fry. Anyway. <laughs> but he's really there to warn about Edward to Charlie and Bella, maybe. Yeah. There's a super tense conversation between Bella and Billy. So, yeah, Edward leaves and she's walking inside and she's like, oh, well, Charlie's not going to come home for a while. He's out fishing. And Billy's like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to do. Yeah. And it's then like, they walk into the house and then Billy says, hey, Jacob, uh, can you find that picture in the car? And he's like, oh, okay, dad. He walks into the car. And then Bella's like, uh-huh. Yeah, this is awkward. And walks into the kitchen, you know, normal things. And you hear <laughs> the wheelchair wheel in. There's two pages of him talking about a fish fry. <laughs> two pages. Yeah, I just kind of skipped over like it. The- what All flavor? 350 and 351 are just like, fish fry. And it's like, did, she really wanted to emphasize that part, so I'm really disappointed it wasn't in the movie. They weren't just like, here's a fish fry. It's in a brown paper sack. This is a fish fry. <laughs> Put it in the fridge. Can you imagine what the movie would have been like? Yeah, it would have been so much better, because fried fish makes everything better. I really love fried fish. That's one of my problems with her writing, is she spends an obscene amount of time... That's what I'm getting at. ...really... Nailing down things that don't need to be nailed like pointless down. Pointless detail. Yeah. It's like focus on the stuff, like give more backstory, give like more flavor, give yes. more adjectives, make it more interesting. But instead, you're like, fish fry. <laughs> <laughs> I put some salt in it. Does, I wonder if Stephanie actually likes fish fry. Somebody does. Somebody tell, does. tell me what kind of fish it was. Tell me what Billy was wearing. It's like a picture in your it's head. A picture. Illustrate what it looks like. Yeah. It's a Tell me what the general atmosphere is. Right. Like, it's like she just purposely makes busy work for her own book. Yeah. And that's basically the first half of this freaking book. Yeah. Well, like the whole point of writing a book is so that way you can give your readers a view into your head of what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Fish fry. You're supposed to illustrate <laughs> what it looks like to you so that way they get a good visual representation. Because I don't know about y'all, but when I'm reading, I'm picturing what everything looks like in my head as I go. Yeah. Except we know who Jessica is going to the dance with, and that's all we talk about mm-hmm. for a good portion of the book. Mm-hmm. Who's Jessica going to the dance with? What's she going to wear at the dance? What's she going to do at the Can dance? We just get some freaking character development. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Y'all, y'all, y'all got some of that character development. <laughs> so once we skim past all of that, Billy and Jacob end up leaving after Billy's like, you know what you're getting into? And Bella's like, yes. What I wrote down was, Bella's saying is all hostile and she's like saying it's none of your business that I've been spending time with the Colons. And basically, Billy responds, I'm sure Charlie is well informed about the Colons or something like that. It's kind of like a threat, like I'll tell Charlie. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, he actually respects the Colons. Mm-hmm. 
And he's like, oh, snap. Yeah. And he's like, well, I guess it is not on my business. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a weird interaction between the two of them. I get that he's a family friend, but I feel like he might be overstepping his bounds a little bit. He doesn't really know Bella that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's only friends with Charlie. If he was concerned, I feel like he should just talk to Charlie and not threaten Bella, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say, like, you and I are, like, BFFs. If you had a kid who was doing something like, eh, I would probably talk to you first instead of confronting your child. Yeah, or punishing the child. Yeah. So, yeah. Lacey, if Lacey ever acts up around you and she spots at you... You hear this, Lacey? Just, just let me know, and I'll take her box away, and she can't hang out in her box for the rest of the week. You better be on your best behavior, Lacey. Yeah, you better be. I'm I know watching you're listening. You. <laughs> Are you behaving at home while Catherine's not there? Of course not. I'm sure she's really going to take that to heart. Really. I hope so. It's not like she listens to my authority anyway. Charlie comes home, and Bella tells him that she's dating Edward. <gasps> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, here's the snippet that I have. I sort of a date tonight with Edward Cullen, and he wanted to introduce me to his parents. It appeared that Charlie was having an aneurysm. Dad, are you all right? You're going out with Edward Cullen? He thundered. Uh-oh, I thought you liked the Cullens. He's too old for you. Mm, he's not wrong about no, that. He's really not. Mm-mm, he ain't wrong he's about that. A couple hundred years too old for him. We're both juniors, I corrected, though he was more right than he dreamed. Wait, he paused. Which one is Edwin? <laughs> Edward! Okay, this now sounds like my dad, because my dad has done this before. He's I, thought, def- <laughs> I thought the wrong name thing was pretty funny. Edward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad would do stuff like this, I swear. Edward is the youngest, the one with reddish-brown hair. The beautiful one, the godlike one. Is that what she said? Yes, it's it, like in, in her mind. In her mind. <laughs> oh, I was like, is she saying that to her dad? Oh well, too that's... cringy. Yeah, a little bit. Oh well, that's he struggled better, I guess. I don't like the look of the big one, aka Emmett. Damn, that that's so mean. Come on, Charlie. I'm sure he's a nice boy and all, but he looks too dot 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 mature for you. Is this he Edward looks like he's forty. <laughs> oh, well. He looks like Adonis in marble. He's like four hundred. Is this Edwin your boyfriend? It's Edward, Dad. I swear to God, Edwin. that conversation is with my dad. My dad would do shit like this all the time. Oh, I hear that in like a thick Southern accent. Which one is Edwin? <laughs> I could hear. It. Oh God! <laughs> I keep Lord. snorting lately. I don't know why. I anyway. sometimes. Too. I think it's cute. It's endearing. So Edward comes to pick up Bella for the game, and Charlie does the whole "don't bring her back too late" thing. He also That's looks my like daughter. He also looks like a male model in an advertisement for raincoats. Charlie? No, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> she literally wrote that down. I'm yeah. not kidding you. What does a male model for raincoats look like? I can't a picture raincoat? a time in my life where I've purposefully looked at raincoat ads and looked at the male model and been like it reminds me of the episode in the office where it's literally called chair model and michael scott is in love with the chair model in the picture and he's like this is the love of my life she's perfect and then we find out she's dead oh (laughs) at the end of the episode anybody that watches the office there's a lot that popped up for male model raincoat i'm like Nobody looks that good in a raincoat. Okay, I think she's thinking Mr. Swap right there because he has the same hairstyle. This guy. And like the trench coat or pea coat or whatever style. We should put that on our Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you doing it? Are you saving the picture? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm saving this. You should actually Page crop, y'all. You should crop that guy's face out and then you should put Robert Pattinson's on. Photoshop it, yeah. <laughs> but don't even do it like on a fancy Looking Photoshop. Like a do it really badly. Yeah, do it like on paint or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's perfect. So Edward brought a monster jeep, so they don't need to run to the location of the baseball game. Right. Because they they're so fancy, and then he smells her in the car, oh and he says, "You smell good in the rain." <laughs> I do like a rain smell. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Maybe this is because I live in Colorado and it's sunny all the time and rain is sad. But I like a good rain day. I just don't smell people in the rain and I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't just walk out to people and go like, <laughs> 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 Okay, Joe Biden, calm down. 
Yummy. The Jeep doesn't bring them all the way to the field, though. He parks the Jeep, and then he messes with her memory so they can run the rest of the way. And I was like, that's some weird manipulation stuff right there. Is he trying to eat her? No, it's because they literally have to go on foot the rest of the way because the Jeep can't make it up the trail Mm -hmm. or whatever. And Bella does not want any part in that because the last time she rode on his back, she got super sick and was not all about it. And he's like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to mess with your memory then. And he bedazzles her and makes her forget, which was kind of sleazy. Even when she's falling down while they're walking, he's like laughing at her and she finally gets mad. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, good, 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 good. You should get mad. He's like laughing at her, messing with her memory. If a guy did that to me, especially like in the beginning of a relationship and he did it all the time, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, what's your problem? Yeah, she literally says, oh, so you're the only one who's allowed to get mad. And then he literally says that he's never angry with her. Like, dude, you're gaslighting the hell out of this situation. Mm-hmm. He does that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's they're very toxic. But he keeps saying, like, I put you in danger. I infuriate myself. I love you. Yeah, I'm just mad at myself. It's like you're literally rewriting what happened. And even if you are mad at yourself, it's not how you're projecting it at another person. Mm-hmm. Well, he love bombs her regularly. Patterns of manipulation throughout the entire book. Where you're just like, oh, red flag, red flag. It's the power of a seductive vampire. I guess that's true because that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, you're fine. Exactly. Like, that's his power. They're supposed to attract their prey, bring them in. Yeah. Eat you. Eat them. Yum. So they go out to the field and play baseball because that's a vampire pastime. The the great American vampire pastime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's, like, again, how we talk about how Stephanie likes to just really beat you over the head with stuff that doesn't need to be drawn out. There's probably three or four pages about them playing baseball. Yeah, at least. And it's like super baseball. They're all really spread out and uh, they hit hit the ball really hard and it's just (sighs) fantastical. Yeah. Esme talks about her backstory, basically. She explains to Bella, because she's not playing baseball at all. She's just kind of, like, walking over with Bella, like, Mm -hmm. oh, let's be normal people. Mm -hmm. She explains that how she died, she jumped off a cliff because her baby passed away, and Edward found... And and then she says that she's glad that Edward found Bella. Yeah. Which makes a little bit more sense as time goes on in this book. Alice senses other vampires coming, Mm -hmm. and apparently they want to play baseball. So they all get super anxious and uptight because they're worried that Bella will become a target. There's a part where Edward literally, what he does is because the vampires are coming, what he does is he puts down her hair because she's wearing a ponytail, which putting down her hair from a ponytail, wouldn't that increase the scent of Bella? The wind blows or something? Like, wouldn't that increase the scent of your hair? We'll see next chapter. Yeah. But like she says it in the book, he's trying to cover up her scent. Her, yeah. And her neck. I think, I think it was the hair being down was more to cover up her neck. Oh, okay. Like your hair carries scent too. What the heck is that going to do? Well, like, isn't she wearing a raincoat too? Like, yeah. does it, doesn't it have a hood? Can't she just like wear the hood over her head or Can't something? Can't they just put her in some bushes or something? <laughs> just <laughs> kick her and put some dirt over her? Why don't they just leave? Like, why don't they just be like, hey, Edward, let's leave? I don't know. Maybe what? there's a whole like vampire code that we're unaware and, like, of. Alice sees them coming, so she could have just been like, "Get in the car, Bella." And now they're just like, <laughs> just like freaking <laughs> wait there and stand. Yeah. And, what? What? Just, just go. Plot holes yeah. by Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter eighteen: The Hunt. The vampires come out. There are three of them. They are described not in these words, but with the intention of being more feral. They have backpacking gear. They're barefooted. They walk more cat-like. And their eyes are burgundy color, which is a little bit more sinister compared to what the Collins are. Because they drink human blood. Mm, yummy. Yeah, so more feral, less civilized. There are three of them. There's Laurent, who's the leader, and there's Victoria and James. The Collins end the game prematurely because they don't want to attract the other vampires to Bella. They just want to, you know, GTFO. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, are you guys playing baseball? Can we join in? And Carlos like, The great no. vampire pastime. Oh, we're actually doing. <laughs> Not being sketch at all, you know? Yeah, but he invites them back to their home because I think he just wants to be civil. Carlisle asks them not to hunt in the area while they're in the area because this is their permanent home. And then suddenly James realizes that Bella is a person. I think when the wind 
floops her hair or something. Yeah, that's why I was just like, why did Edward just do that if that is pretty freaking obvious? I think they said later in the book that he had already smelled her, but he was just, like, waiting. And he already knew what he was going to do, like, the moment he got there. So it was, like, already all planned out for James at that moment. Uh, So it didn't really matter what she did or didn't do because he was already, like... They should have just booked it when Alice was like, oh, some vampires are coming. Come on, Edward. Yeah, I just don't think it'd be a good idea. It's like, oh, wait, we have a person we care about. Maybe, maybe we should not flaunt this. Yeah. 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 Uh, It's like putting mice in front of a cat. Pretty much. I mean, Laurent is cool, and I don't think Victoria would have done anything if James wasn't such a... Jasper uses his super emotion manipulation to calm everyone. Oh, James says, you brought a snack. Girl, you're looking like a little snack. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but where's the lie? Where's the lie? That's basically what he said. She but, liked the whole pie to him, though. <laughs> like, he, he goes an extra mile. But you're looking like a whole damn pie. Mm. Got nutrition. <laughs> now you're gonna be in this episode. Now you know. You are in this. Hi, Richards, everybody. We are now joined, you know, with maybe 10 minutes left by Matt Richards. Yeah. Uh, I just appeared. Oh. Mm. I, heard, I heard they were playing vampire baseball, so I was like, I'm done. I gotta show up. He teleported here. I was like, vampire baseball. Shit, Matt, Matt's the villain. Oh yeah, because he was the only black character in the entire movie. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, he had to have dreadlocks too. Oh, Stephanie. She was really good at representation. Stephanie. What you doing, girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to have a talk, Stephanie. Seriously. They break, and Edward basically grabs Bella, throws her in the Jeep, and then drives away like a maniac with Alice and Jasper. He's Vin Dieseling it, just like in Fast and Furious 5. Which apparently and, and is... all the other ones. <laughs> all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why she said five. Because that's the best one. He's only in one. His face is on all of them, but he just shows up in that one. We had a whole conversation about this last night. Oh my god. Don't get me started. We're doing Twilight, Catherine. Wrong series. Yeah, this is trash for girls, not trash for boys. (laughs) So Edward says that James is a tracker and will basically hunt Bella until she's dead. He's obviously super freaked about this. And he's basically just driving away from Forks. And she's like, no, I gotta tell Charlie. This is a really short chapter. Yeah, she's yeah. like, wait, what's going on? Yeah, there's not much in this chapter. No. It's um, just filler. It's like this. Yeah. And the rest of them are like... She should have just combined all of this in one chapter. She should have. That's okay. These are Twilight hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with Twilight hot cakes, which are nighttime pancakes. <laughs> with is that a real thing? We're gonna make them a real thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna have this week. Can I have the one with Dakota Fanning's face on it, please? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Fiddle and Pipe cooking show. Ooh. Twilight hotcakes. Twilight hotcakes. On our Patreon. In the Ooh, future. Ooh, we should do that. That would be cute. I would love that would it. Would be cute. A YouTube exclusive. Twilight hotcakes. So Alice convinces Edward to stop and consider other options other than driving away like a maniac. So they create this plan where Bella's going to be like, Charlie, I don't want to live here anymore. I'm going back to Phoenix. And Matt, you're not in this episode. (laughs) Yes, Matt? As as Tony Stark would say, not a great plan. Not a great plan. Not a great plan. No. No. Yeah, they go with Bella's plan, which of course involves her saying, I hate you. I mean, it's not a terrible plan. I feel like. I think it's not. We all know the end result, so we're biased, but. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's better than just running away like a madman because the case that Bella makes is that, oh, you know, if you leave Forks, Charlie's going to think you kidnapped me and send like an FBI manhunt after you and. Because he is a police officer. But like, couldn't yeah. they have just protected Charlie? Like they could have just stood watch outside of Charlie's house. He's well, the only one there. That's what... I forget if it's and Alice... Why did you have to leave? Just, or, like, fight him head on there. Why did you have to travel? If it's Alice or Emmett, one of them says that they can't leave Charlie unproducted. So... Yeah, so, like, why not just go to Bill's house and have everyone stationed out there? Because well, well, they can't tell Charlie that yeah, they're vampires. Charlie doesn't how, know how is, vampires. Yeah, how is Char- why would Charlie be oh. like, if the Collins were like, hey, you can't and leave your house? Emmett can manipulate his memory. <laughs> Jasper can manipulate his emotions. Yes. They're, they're just like, he's no. just like, whoa, vampire. <laughs> or they could have just like chloroform or something and just drunk oh, <laughs> Mormon ass Stephanie Myers could be talking about chloroform in her butt. 
chloroform, make Charlie press out, put him in a dungeon somewhere. Lock the door. So now we're committing federal crimes. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, and then, you know, we do Charlie's memory. He doesn't remember that. You I know, need we... this to be like an alternate version. <laughs> just get worse from there. So you know how you do Catherine's spark notes? <laughs> I mean, this is Catherine's version. <laughs> Catherine's alternate ending. We're supposed to be going all the way to freaking Phoenix. Like, no one wants to go to Phoenix. I, I feel like... for me. <laughs> Drugging, kidnapping, and hiding a man is a lot more work than just moving your location. Yeah. I've, been, I've been reading a lot. I've been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts lately, so... I'm crying. To be fair, Phoenix is really hot. Yeah, I don't want to go to Phoenix. Yeah, I'd don't. rather just kidnap yeah. and commit crime yeah. than go to Phoenix. It, it's hot. There's cact... I mean, I like cactuses, actually, so I want a cactus, but there's scorpions, there's tarantulas, there's rattlesnakes, no thank you. Yeah, so that's basically the end of the chapter. Alice says that her and Jasper can take her out of town and that Edward needs <clears throat> to stay behind to make it less obvious. Yeah. A, a for the for the tracker and great ending, Catherine. <laughs> I kinda like your ending better though. The chloroform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just, you know, make Charlie pass out and put him in a basement and he'll be hidden. Call let's it a day. Yeah. I think my manipulation method is probably a little safer. Yeah, but it's like, whatever you say, whatever you say. You know. All right. Well, this has been another exciting episode of Fiddle and Pipe Live Edition that we have to edit. <laughs> Stay mm-hmm. tuned for next week because we are reading chapters 19, 20, 21, and 22. Yeah, we're rapidly approaching the end of this book. And honestly, this is finally where the book gets interesting. Yeah. I like how it suddenly became mystery, like suspense book. Yeah, I like, like the where, last half. I'm like, where yeah. were you for the first half of this book? It's yeah. like, daddy, 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 daddy. Yeah, zero to a hundred really fast. Like, yeah. we totally get it. We know who Jessica's going with to the freaking dance. She got her drive. And you're seeing where you go. Mm-hmm. Alright, well, on that note, we got a game I have to get to. So.